Welcome to the Optimal Body Podcast. I'm Doc Jen. And I'm Dr. Dom. And we are doctors of physical therapy, bringing you the body tips and PT pearls to help you begin to understand your body, relieve your pains and restrictions, and answer your questions. Along with expert guests, our goal of the Optimal Body Podcast is to help you discover what optimal means within your own body. Let's dive in. All right, I'm so excited to dive in with our next guest, Allison Evans. She has an absolutely incredible story that we're going to dive into in depth. But she's the founder of Branch Basics, and her story starts in high school when she was diagnosed with PCOS or polycystic ovarian syndrome, which can be just this really debilitating disorder where she has cysts all over her ovaries. And along with this, she was getting really intense pain, different motor issues, her sensation was being affected, and she spent years of seeking medical attention from some of the best um, medical centers around the entire country. But the answer actually came from her Aunt Marilee, who taught her to take toxins out of her environment in order to deal with those symptoms that she was having from the root. So we're going to dive so much into her story, how she cured her PCOS and was able to have kids after being told that she wasn't able to and how this birthed into an amazing company, Branch Basics, that's going to help you take more toxins out of your environment. So listen in, you'll learn so much from this interview. Allison, thank you so much for being with us today, coming on to tell a little bit about your story and about how we're taking toxins out of people's environments. (laughs) Yes, I am so honored to be here and to get to know you guys and share some of my story that hopefully will, um, yeah, inspire others. Yeah, I mean, we just so appreciate people who are being able to be open about their journey and their story because we all have, you know, something happening that's a part of life (laughs) that's happening deeper within our body. and, And hearing other people's stories just helps to connect to our own and connect to our body and realize how connected in life we all are to this thing called health. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. I know sometimes when I'm telling my story, I'm like, man, I wish I had been able to hear something like this when I was going through, you know, the thick of it 10, you know, to 15 years ago. So I am always pouncing on any opportunity to share my story in hopes that it can um, help others and encourage people that we honestly, like, I think my biggest message, and I'll just say it before we even start, is that we have so much more control than we think we do. So that is everything. And now that we've kind of, you know, touched on the fact that we're going to get into your story, do you mind telling people, you know, just a background of who you are and, and where you've come from along this journey? Yes, absolutely. Um, So I am 35 years old. I currently live outside of Austin with my high school sweethearts. We've been married now 10 and a half years together, 17. And we have two little girls, a two and a four-year-old. And I'm literally looking at a field of cattle. So I am in the middle of nowhere. We just moved (laughs) from Houston, Texas to a cattle ranch. So it's been a a fun little jump. Um, But I am the co-founder of Branch Basics, and we sell a 100% non-toxic cleaning product that essentially replaces every home cleaner. And it's been such a fun product to sell. It's direct to consumer, so we're all online. And um, we, my aunt and my best friend and I started the company um, originally back in around 2012, but then we relaunched with our new formula in 2017. So we're so much more than a cleaning product company. Anyone that knows anything about Branch Basics, I typically do podcasts and I don't even mention our product because um, we really did start from a passion 
of trying to encourage people to remove toxins from their daily life and experience what we like to call the power of pure. So removing things from you know our diet, our environment, um, even just our thought life that are toxic and not allowing us to experience um, the health that that we're able to. So um, if you don't mind, I can just hop in and kind of talk about how we got started, which really starts with my story. Would that be okay? Yes, please. I, I think that'd be great. Okay. Okay, cool. Well, um, I feel like your audience can handle me just delving right into it. So I'm going to go straight to the fact that I had my first period in sixth grade and then I never had one again. So I uh, was, you know, a happy, healthy, normal high schooler, but I wasn't bleeding. (laughs) My mom's like, okay, we need to, we need to finally figure this out. So we went into the uh, top um, fertility doctor in Houston, Texas, and he did a sonogram and quickly came running in with my results and was like, you have sit thousands of cysts on your ovaries, like worst case of polycystic ovarian syndrome he had ever seen, wanted to put these pictures in textbooks that bad. So I'm obviously sitting there just kind of, you know, he has a white coat on. I'm like, whatever you say, that's, that's the end all be all. I really, at this point in my health journey, had never thought about alternative health or the fact that, you know, food can be used as medicine or any of this. Um, so I took the diagnosis as my own. I was, you know, PCOS. I would never be able to have children on my own. Um, pretty much needed to be on birth control indefinitely and come back and see him when I was ready to start fertility treatments. So I was 17 at the time. And um, it didn't really hit me that hard because... I was 17 at the time. (laughs) Um, So fast forward to college and I move into a brand new apartment complex with my friends. And within a few weeks, I was riddled in this mysterious pain that basically started off as, oh gosh, my shoulders kind of hurt. Like maybe, you know, I was hunched over while studying, but then quickly went into really bad back pain. I had never been a person in pain. So I just, I had no idea where this was coming from. All of a sudden, I started losing um, like motor skills. I reached to pick up a carton of, you know, back when I drank conventional cow's milk and it literally fell to the floor. Like I was losing, it's like, you know, my nervous system, neurological symptoms. So I dropped out of school because I couldn't even sit through class. I was in so much pain and I traveled the country with my mom. Um, I was about 21 and I saw the best, you know, doctors in the nation. I went to arthritis specialists and neurologists. I did... MRIs, EKGs, I was on muscle relaxers, painkillers, antidepressants, sleeping pills. I was like a walking drug den. Nobody could figure out what was going on. The pain was getting worse. I was losing um, even just like, you know, feeling like numbness in my arms and my legs. And honestly, it was terrifying. Um, No one could tell from the outside. I was still, you know, trying to attend as many fraternity parties and put on a smile and stuff. Um, I looked great from the outside. And in the inside, I was just dying, really. I just felt so depressed and hopeless. And that's when my um, aunt, Marilee, who is now my co-founder, came into the picture and started talking to me about toxins in my food and in my environment. You know, I'm living at the sorority house. And honestly, I thought she was kind of crazy. I mean, I'm like, what does this have to do with this pain I'm having? And I've been to the best doctors in the nation. And here you are telling me I need to take out my Splenda and my 100 calorie packs and 
stop using hairspray and pesticides. I'm like, what? You know, but I had, I had nothing to lose um, at all. And so I thought, fine, I'll try it. So sure enough, um, I kind of did like a toss the toxins as much as I can um, at the time living, you know, with 23 other girls. <laughs> and I started looking at the ingredients and the things I was putting in on and around my body. And within a few months, I was able to come down significantly on my painkillers and on sleeping pills and muscle relaxers. And I thought, wow, there's something to this. So my roommate and, and now other co-founder and best friend, Kelly, um, was witnessing my body transform. And she and I, upon graduation from University of Texas in Austin, thought, you know what? We're going to go live with Allison's aunt. Like there is something she knows. There is something different about her, this message of removal and tossing these toxins. Um, and so we did. And that was the summer that completely changed our lives. We you know, arrived in Hunt, Texas, this tiny little town in the hill country, and she talked about grounding, like walking barefoot on the earth. This was back in 2009. And she wow. um, said, have you all ever, you know, juiced before? And we're like, yeah, we love orange juice. She's like, no, like <laughs> celery, carrots, beets. And guys, y'all have to understand, like, that was not a thing. I mean, I don't know if you remember back in 2009, but like, at least today, if you've never done a juice fast or drank juice, you at least have heard of it or know what it is. <laughs> but back then it was so crazy. And so we were rebounding, jumping with a rebounder and an infrared sauna. And we had our phones on airplane pretty much the whole summer. We're grounding, we're juicing, we're lymphatic brushing, we're coffee enemying. Like we were thrown into the mix. And I left that summer and I was off all drugs and I haven't taken anything since. And I should add too that my aunt Marilee is, um, has her background in using food as medicine. So everything we were eating was clean and we spent half the summer chopping, you know, <laughs> chopping and cleaning. Um, but fast forward, I was felt pretty much perfect and amazing. And so about 10 months into this new lifestyle of living clean, um, I went back to that original doctor um, that I had seen in high school and all the cysts were gone. So he said, I, he actually had been too busy to see me that day. And so the nurse came in with, with my sonogram and then all of a sudden the doctor literally, I'll never forget, like busted through the doors and was like, let me see those pictures. Let me see those images, you know? And he looked at me, he said, what have you been doing? I mean, he compared him to the ones from four years prior in high school. And I said, well, I got off birth control, you know, and I, I tossed every single synthetic product from, from my diet and my environment. I mean, he was just jaw, jaw dropped. He asked me to speak to PCOS support groups. He said he had never seen a reversal anywhere near that. And then sure enough, a few years later, I actually had my period on my own, my second natural period of my life, because Marilee kept saying, look, your body knows what to do. Just give it time. Give it time. You're going to wake up one day and you're going to have your period. And sure enough, it was like better than our wedding day. We had been married a year and I was like, oh my God, I have my period. <laughs> and then um, we got pregnant with both of our girls easily and they both you know, we had two home births, they both arrived on their due dates. And so um, it's yeah, been a really amazing story of just um, my body proving to me that it can do it if I would just get out of its way. And that's kind of what Marilee's message is. She's like, look, our bodies have this amazing propensity to heal, like they run in the direction of healing. But if you think about like a scab, you know, just a scab on your hand or something, and you get up every morning and you like pick at it just a little bit, like it's never going to heal. And that's the same thing about using dryer sheets and synthetically fra fragranced candles and having the pesticide guy come and, you know, going through the drive through and all these things that we do that prevent our body from 
um, really overcoming and healing. And so I basically just stepped out of its way for a little bit and, um, you know, it started working. So that's really the story of how Branch Basics started. We decided, look, we wanted to get Marilee's brain and put it out on the internet. We want to share this message of tossing the toxins and experiencing this amazing power of pure because what I felt was this incredible, you know, story that not many people can relate to. But then Kelly that summer, you know, she had had dry skin and itchy eyes and PMS and all these, you know, menstrual cramps. And all of a sudden at the end of the summer, everything's gone. She's like, I didn't know I could have a period without symptoms. So her, you know, her story is very relatable. And and so we started Branch Basics to really prevent people from one day saying, why didn't somebody tell me this? Because that's Mm -hmm. exactly how we felt. Um, And we really started selling, you know, the soap because we thought this is the perfect place for people to start. We're telling people to get all these toxins out of their homes. Oftentimes it has to do with you know, the cleaning products under our sink and in our utility room, but then what are they going to actually clean their house with? You know, we have to come up with this replacement. So that's where the product came from. Wow. That is an amazing story. There's so many things that I kind of want to like dive into the nuances of, but uh, just this whole premise that kind of shocks me that you had been searching around the country and going to all of these top doctors to figure out what's causing this? Why am I having these issues in my body? Why am I having these pains? And here comes dear old Aunt Marilee. Um, Thank goodness for Aunt Marilee. Um, Literally, I'm like, you use beet juice for your, for your blush and you don't own a cell phone and you're telling me, you know how to heal me? Like what? (laughs) And now she's like the godmother to my children. I don't go anywhere without asking her first. (laughs) It's so crazy though, that we talk to these people who are trained half of their life to figure out how to help people with all of these symptoms that they may be experiencing. But how many of them or did anybody ever say anything to you about trying to make changes in your environment or trying to make changes for the things you put in or on your body? Right. And you know, honestly, that's such a good question because that's the reason I had ears to hear Merrily. Because for the first time in those 18 months of filling out every intake form and giving all of the um, family history. Okay. Yes. My grandfather had glycoma. My grandmother had breast cancer. It was all about the genetics. And, you know, I'm sure y'all have heard the term, you know, genetics loads the gun and then the environment and diet pull the trigger. Um, Mm. not one of them asked me anything about what I was eating, where I was living. And the reason I actually mentioned that I had just moved into a brand new apartment complex is because Marilyn ended up tracing the, um, kind of start of all of my symptoms to um, this brand new apartment complex that was completely filled with formaldehyde-ridden cabinetry and new toxic carpet, windows that didn't open, fresh, you know, paint full of VOCs. And so my body, it was like, it was like that just straw that broke the camel's back. I mean, I thought I was healthy. I couldn't even think that I that any of this had been related to PCOS, but basically my body was in stress mode. And then once I moved into this apartment, um, I was able to, after Marilee put the two things together, because she's an environmental um, and dietary health consultant, I thought, oh, yeah, it's so true. Every time I would go back there, all these symptoms would come back. And I mean, even the doctors were throwing out MS because MS was the closest thing that they could use to describe what was going on in my body. But again, nobody touched anything about diet and environment. In fact, I was told that there was nothing I could do or eat differently. I remember asking that question. And 
this one, this one doctor said, oh gosh, you know, you're already in so much stress right now. Don't put anything else on your plate. Uh, well, <laughs> if only I had been encouraged to, you know, get rid of more chemicals, maybe I would have felt better sooner. Wow. That is so insane. And I do want to talk into like specifics in, in toxins, you know, like what are the toxins that we don't even realize, especially yes. for women? I mean, you talked, you mentioned, um, Hairspray, right? But we don't mm-hmm. even think of all of the makeup products, all of the stuff that we're yes. putting on our skin, besides just what we're wiping down as well in our environment. But how many toxins do we typically kind of come across that we don't even pay attention to? Oh, my goodness. You know, I it's especially for women. Um, I think this topic is so important. If there is anybody listening right now that <laughs> that has anything that is related to the endocrine system that is going on. I mean, whether it is menopause issues or whether it's, you know, ovarian cysts or cramps or breast lumps or even breast tenderness or any of these things, these are all related to the endocrine system. I mean, even men, prostate issues, one in three men get prostate cancer, one in two men get breast, one in two women get breast cancer. Um, Then it is so imperative that we, understand the connection of these chemicals and how they affect our bodies. Because so many of the chemicals that we use from, like you said, the lotions um, and the dryer sheets and the fragrance sticks, um, anything that smells that doesn't come from an essential oil is a endocrine disruptor. So the fragrance industry, you know, can lump 3,200 different chemicals under the single word fragrance. And if we think about all the things that smell, you know, there's sure there's tons of stuff we don't have control over. You know, we get in a taxi or an Uber and, you know, it reeks or we walk into a department store and there's perfumes or we walk into a bathroom at a, you know, at our office and there's commercial cleaning products. But we do have control over the things we bring inside of our home. And so there is no reason to have anything fragranced in our home that is not from an essential oil. For instance, if you are using a body lotion and it smells like um, lavender, you should be able to turn that lotion around. And by law, because it's going on the body, it has to list the ingredients, unlike the cleaning industry. Um, And you should be able to find the word lavender, lavender oil, something about lavender. Instead, if you see the word perfume or fragrance, it means that that is a synthetic form of lavender. It could be a compilation of many different chemicals and they actually um, attach to our hormone receptor sites because they are essentially mimicking our hormone system. And they can basically clog up our endocrine system and create all such a ha- sort of havoc in, um, you know, in our hormonal imbalances and endocrine system. So by just removing these endocrine disrupting chemicals, so everything that has a fragrance that's not coming from an essential oil you're doing your body such a favor. And this one move um, has, I can't even tell you how many people have said, oh my gosh, I no longer have these chronic headaches or skin issues or or period cramps just by getting rid of these synthetic fragrances. So I would say that's the number one place to start. I think that's so important to just bring to people's awareness if they've never mm-hmm. heard a few of those things like... Um, I think I know in food, it's kind of the artificial flavors is similar to fragrances where there's just thousands of different things that can land under that umbrella that individually they don't have to, you know, report on what kind of adverse things may happen. But we just don't know. Um, 
kind of similar to different cleaning products or fragrances and stuff, you mentioned you made some different changes in food and started removing a lot of toxins that you found in food or the things that you eat. Um, were there specific things that you started looking for that you removed from your diet? Yes. And that's such a good point. I love that you brought up excitotoxins. So that's essentially um, what natural flavorings, citric acid, all of these kind of additives um, that are lumped under these kind of umbrella terms, you know, natural flavorings sound natural, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. And um, in the end, they can be a compilation of many different chemicals that actually excite our brain cells, especially that of young children, and can actually like create, you know, irregularities in behavior and all sorts of things. So when it came to my diet specifically, the very first thing Marilee said is get rid of the chemicals. That would be any sort of food dyes, artificial flavorings, artificial sweeteners, anything that is literally concocted from a lab. If you turn a package around and you see, you know, any of these kind of like keywords, uh, artificial anything, um, I got rid of all that. If, if it was colored, I did not put it in my mouth unless it was naturally colored. Mm. Um, and then the next thing was just pesticides. So dirty doesn't because in the end, pesticides are chemicals. So we can look at this, these beautiful blueberries. And um, unfortunately, if they're not organic and they're part of the dirty dozen, which blueberries are, we are ingesting chemicals that directly affect our brain and um, fat lipid areas. So, you know, mainly our brain, but also our breasts and all these, you know, kind of fat dense areas in our body. So merely said, get rid of the chemicals, get rid of the pesticides, stick to real food as much as possible, you know, shop the perimeter of the grocery store, try not to buy things in packages. Um, and that's what I did. I, I really, even just by removing the chemicals in my daily life, like I mentioned that I was, you know, I had Splenda in my coffee and I was drinking conventional cow's milk and I had my hundred calorie packs and snack wells, you know, back in the mm. like early 2000s, thinking that that was just the way that, you know, I was going to be healthy. And sure enough, I looked great. I was thin, you know, but I, like I said, I was dying on the inside. So that was the hugest shift is just taking the toxins out of my food. And, you know, I'll just say one more thing. A lot of people ask us all the time, what diet do y'all recommend? We're like just a chemical-free diet. You know, we don't, <laughs> we are not this, oh, oh, be paleo or oh, vegan or macrobiotic. You know, I personally, we use the macrobiotic um, diet that summer, which did happen to be vegan to help overcome a lot of the issues that we had. And that's what Marilee, um kind of specializes in with, within food as medicine. But I think there's so many different roads to China. And I think that um, as long as people can just remove the chemicals from their diet, especially if they're consuming dairy, you know, meat-based products that are conventional, like just really making sure all that's really clean and going organic, grass-fed, pasture-raised whenever possible. I think that's when we really start noticing the shifts in our body. That is so, so huge. And I think it's important for people, like, like you said, it doesn't have to be super complicated. If we just start looking no. at what we're putting in and what it looks like, what is it? You know, can we even Back define what this food is? Yeah. My mom, the very first thing that I remember her telling me, and it, it reminds me of something you mentioned, like shopping the perimeter of the grocery store. And you said, don't mm -hmm. buy anything in a box. Like my mom always said, yes. the no box bag or can diet. That's the diet she tried feeding us when oh, we grew up I as kids. I love that. 
Yeah. And she just said, if it doesn't come in a box bag or a can, I'll feed it to my kids. And (laughs) I just always think back on that. I'm so grateful that my mom was preaching that into me since I was a little kid because it has kind of stuck with. (laughs) Yeah, man, I will say, I think, I mean, my mom says to me all the time, oh, I wish I knew the things that, you know, you know, as she sees the way that I'm raising you know, our girls and what we feed them. And it takes more time. I mean, bless your mom because it does take more time. It's not convenient, but you are literally setting up your child for life. I mean, giving them a foundation to launch their families on. And, and, you know, when we feel bad, we just can't get the stuff done in our lives that we want to accomplish. So that's just the greatest gift you can give your child. Well, that is so interesting. And I think a lot of people would be interested in hearing how you do like how have you raised your kids what kind of food do you put in their environment Mm -hmm. if you're open to talking about that for me it's second nature it's not a diet it's a lifestyle and from the beginning you know of course you can imagine I'm all about breastfeeding so I'm like look God's literally filled up our boobs with the perfect food for each child like it's free it's on tap just give it to them (laughs) (laughs) so you know a lot of people are not able to breastfeed I totally get that but from the get-go I think that that really sets up Um, our immune systems beautifully. And then from there, I never gave my children any baby food. I mean, really, I never, I've never purchased baby food. I mean, they just, we started baby led weaning and we just gave them bits of what we ate. And so we always started with the real, real food. You know, I'd steam carrots and steam zucchini and cut them up in little, you know, pinky finger shapes and have them gnaw on it starting around six, seven, eight months. I mean, my second child didn't even eat till nine months. I never, you know, forced it. I didn't think, oh, the six month mark, time to put them in a high chair. They can barely sit and we're going to start feeding them baby food. I just never really put any pressure on them. But I'm like, look, if you're going to eat, this is the food you're going to eat. I I feel so strongly about these pouches, you know, that can be wonderful and they're all organic. But if we get our babies addicted to these these, you know, pouches that first of all, can sit on the shelf for one or two years. So that's something to think about (laughs) first. But then also, if you mix a banana and a zucchini, and you give that to your baby, and you think to yourself, oh, you know, my baby loves zucchini, they don't love zucchini, they like zucchini with banana. Mm -hmm. So then when you hand them a real zucchini, when they're two, three years old, or whatever, at a restaurant, and they're wondering why they're putting their nose up to it, well, they have not been you know, exposed to these tastes and these textures and the single actual food item. And a lot of times we're creating these picky eaters. You know, we have kids menus in America, like other countries don't have kids menus because the kids just eat real food. They eat, you know, from the adult menu. So from the get go, my kids just have never known anything else. They've never really had any refined sugar. I mean, my four year old has because we've been to some birthday parties, but I they definitely never had any food dye. And it does take extra work, but um, it's paid off. I mean, we've recently done some gut tests on both of my girls and the doctor's like, I've never seen such an amazing array of healthy gut bacteria and flora. And it felt so good hearing that because I thought, you know, it's like I knew this was going to pay off, but it really Hmm. is such a gift to give your child to teach them how to eat real food and to be exposed to all sorts of different tastes and textures from the get go. I mean, my kids were eating sardines out of the can, you know, at 10 months old. (laughs) Wow. That's amazing. And I think it just like, again, I'm not a parent, so I'm not going to speak to these things as if I have this experience, but I, I hear so many people who just say when their kids like one or two or three years old already, like, oh, my kid just doesn't like that. 
My kid doesn't exactly. have a taste for that. My kid does. And again, that's where in my mind, as a non-parent, I'm like, well, why mm-hmm. don't they like that? Why have they right. not developed a taste of that? Why do they like these textures instead? And kind of the, the less optimal process, I think you're outlining, parlays into how we as adults treat our food and how we continue to disconnect ourselves from what real food is. <laughs> and, and we become yes. more obsessed with this emotional experience of the texture of the food and the crispiness of the food and then yes. the chemical, you know, send off it gives us in our brain. <laughs> well, and that's exactly right. These chemicals are addicting. And so as soon as we introduce our child, you know, one-year-olds running around eating these packaged foods, I mean, and then you expect them to have that carrot? No way. You know, I mean, if we can just put real food in front of our children, they'll so much more appreciate it and not have this you know, always this desire to have these processed foods. I think it's, yeah, I think it's super important. Here's the challenge though. And like you said, it it takes time, right? And it takes yes. the opportunity of being, having the access to organic food, having the opportunity to buy all of this, having yes. the time to prepare it. Um, I even remember when a girlfriend was like, oh, I realized my home was full of mold and I moved right out of there. And it's like, that's a privilege. That's a privilege to be able to even one, know that you had mold toxicity and the ability to move. So how do we try to create as optimal of environments as we can if we can't go to these extremes? Like, what do you say in those cases? No, that's such a good point. I mean, well, to go back to the original food, you know, I think that, well, I know that breastfeeding is a lot cheaper than buying formula. It's amazing when I see my friends that a lot of times will say, oh, it's just, you know, it's it's just so much work or I have to get up in the night and stuff. I'm like, yeah, you do. But gosh, you're spending a load of money on shipping these organic formulas from Sweden, you know, and a lot of times they still contain ingredients. And again, some people can't breastfeed. So I'm not talking about that. But I think that a lot of times we think of, oh, you know, the convenience, and then we look back and see how much that convenience actually cost us. Um, And then in terms of the food, I mean, gosh, yes, it can take more time. But like my kids ate so much frozen vegetables. I mean, I would go to Costco and just get bags of frozen broccoli and onions and things for the nights that I didn't have time to whip up this meal. And we still do that. We buy, you know, I buy things on sale from Thrive Market. I stock up on canned beans and we'll stick those in the Instant Pot and grains. I mean, honestly, millet and amaranth and buckwheat, we eat all the grains. We have a whole cupboard of like, um, or cabinet cupboards dating me, um, of beans and grains that we'll make from scratch. I mean, it doesn't get you know, much cheaper than, than rice and beans. Right. Um, so I definitely think you can do it on a budget. And if, if we really are honest with ourselves, the packaged goods add up, you know, the cereals and the snack bars. And I mean, gosh, sometimes I'll splurge with my kids and I'll buy one of like a 12 pack of the, uh, like Thunderbird bars or, you know, some of these organic bars for snacks. But a lot of times I'm like, look, we're not doing that. Grab an apple and grab some almonds or grab, you know, a bell pepper and like, well, let's get in the car, you know, like, Mm -hmm. because I think, I think a lot of times we think, oh gosh, like it just gets so expensive to eat organic, but it doesn't, it really doesn't have to be. Yeah. I think that that misconception kind of creeps in based on the habits that's, that we start to develop, you know, when we are eating the more convenience, uh, cheaper foods again, are we going back for more? Are we, are we eating those at the same density that we are you know, if we tend to choose the more nutrient dense option. And I think that's when in my own health, I've noticed, oh my gosh, I eat so much differently. I know when I'm full, I feel like I'm eating a lot less. 
Um, and it starts to reflect in that bill as well. But I do think it's almost a learning curve because, again, learning how to cook, learning how to prepare those yes. <laughs> raw ingredients sometimes is just as intimidating for people as the, the prospect of making the change anyway. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And I mean, yes, our grocery store bill is high, but our restaurant bill is super low, you know, <laughs> and sometimes we eat out and my husband and I look at each other and we're like, how do people eat out all the time? Like, this is so expensive, yeah. <laughs> you know, so there's that as well. Um, my my advice is get an Instant Pot and just learn the basics. I mean, because that has saved me as a mom. I mean, I will throw in a, an entire head of cauliflower. I literally did it two hours ago. Uh, I put the, I got the cauliflower out of the package, threw it in the Instant Pot, put it on two minutes. And then by the time the kids are ready for lunch, we had cauliflower with leftover spaghetti we had last night, you know? So I think it's just a matter of kind of learning kind of the, the rhythm of that. And we freeze a ton of stuff. Sometimes we'll have just baking days or, you know, cooking days where we'll get like six or seven pounds of meat, you know, lamb, bison, beef, whatever it is, turkey. We'll make them into balls, cook them and throw them in the freezer. So mm. by dinner time, you know, five o'clock, everyone's hungry. We'll steam them back up because we don't use a microwave. Another other thing we I think we've just kind of gotten used to, we don't even own one. Um, and then we get some frozen vegetables and call it a day. You know, I think we just we we know that food doesn't have to be super fancy. It's food and we've learned to just love it and appreciate it for what it is. That's beautiful. And I think that's such a great teaching practice for people to start to just experiment with and play with and go back to the basics and not have to feel pressured, right, to make it so fancy. But yes. I think oh my gosh, yes. Something else you said that was so interesting as well to me, and I think would catch a lot of people's attention, is if, is even your friend who had a symptom-free period. Like being able to get to that, or you who have PCOS, and the pain that I have heard is associated with that, especially around the period yeah. time, is super intense. So to be able to fathom and put in your brain, like this can be painless? What does that even mean? What does that look right. like? Right. No, exactly. I mean, and we, we really, that's like actually one of the things we hear a lot and, and we've get, we received so much feedback from customers. And I would say um, some of the top things are relief from chronic headaches and then probably skin would be next um, skin issues that going away. And then um, a lot of things related to the menstrual cycle. I mean, even just recently, I've had, we've had two people report that switching from conventional tampons to organic tampons and they they're now having zero cramps, you know, mm. and it just shows that the body really is not meant to process all of these chemicals from pesticides to additives. You know, um, it, it, our body is being made to just take on more than it was designed to. So, you know, kind of with that, I want to take a turn into Branch Basics, which yeah. is the initial reason that we've kind of connected with you because Jen and I use Branch Basics in both of our homes. Um, it's something that we started using about a year ago now. And I was just, I fell in love with it instantly. I work in the kitchen. I clean my kitchen counters after I cook. I have in the past felt very sketchy about some of the things I clean my counters with when I know that the food that we're going to be eating also touches those counters. And I've Amazing. just been wowed at how you have this one solution that can create every single cleaner for your own home and for your hands and for your clothes. <laughs> and it helps remove a lot of these toxins. It just seems like a really easy, fail-safe way to clean up your house a bit. Yes. Yeah. Honestly, I, it's it's been such a blessing. I mean, even just for my home personally this morning, my you know two-year-old waddles down the stairs with a huge poop and I just 
throw her on the, <laughs> throw on the floor. I grab the branch basics. We have these, we don't even use wipes. We use branch basics. I have these cotton kind of cloths I get off of their, you know, of course, disposable that I get off Amazon and I spray them, wipe her bottom. We've never had one diaper rash in our entire house. And then I uh-huh. take off her pajamas that had, you know, last night's spaghetti sauce still baked on them, you know, in stains. I spray the stains, throw it in the wash. As I was doing it, I thought, what would I do without this product? Like I use it for everything. Um, so it's been really fun because like I said, our whole message is, you know, remove the toxic chemicals. Like we would much rather see people never use our product and decide to go use, I don't know, you know, vinegar and water or something, but get the toxic chemicals out of their home versus purchase branch basics, sit it next to the Windex and think that you're, you know, doing good things by using all the Clorox and Windex and all the things alongside branch basics. You know, point being, it's all about removing toxic chemicals. And we just feel so grateful that we have been able to manufacture and formulate this product that actually can effectively remove, uh, I mean, sorry, replace pretty much all of the products that, you know, you have removed and kind of streamlines the entire cleaning process. And at the same time, saves on plastic bottles because we sell in a concentrated form. So you really own the only buy, you know, the plastic bottles once and then you you know, purchase the concentrate and the oxygen boost and you refill those initial bottles. So it's been a really fun, easy, exciting product to put out in the market. And what makes your product kind of different or stand out amongst some of the other more like natural products that might be out there on the market? Great question. Um, I would say that it it really works. Um, And I, I hesitated on that when the formula, this, this formula we have now that we'll have forever came back out in 2017. You know, we, we were the ones product testing. I mean, every time the lab, they would send us a new iteration. It took over a hundred iterations and over 18 months to come out with this one formula. So we almost were just numb to it. We would get a formula in the mail. We would put stains all over our clothes. I mean, you should see the amount of clothes that we stained <laughs> just trying to figure out which formula was going to work. Now, it, once we'd reach a level where we were satisfied, we would send it to kind of this focus group of people that were really sensitive. We want them to use it because number one is safety. We want to make sure that people are not sneezing. There's no ocular um, reaction. Of course, now we have third-party tests that show it's essentially like using water in your eyes. So it's completely inert. Um, but it needed to work. I mean, it's one thing to have a product that is completely safe and meets all of our standards for human safety. But if it doesn't work, people are not going to continue to buy it. They're going to end up going back and saying, oh, well, I just need to use a little bit more of the toxic stuff if I really want it to work. Um, so I think that's what sets us apart. Um, but in terms of you know safety and why we feel that we are the safest, safest one on the market, well, most non-toxic green cleaners actually contain small amounts of preservatives and additives that we simply would never put in our formula. And a lot of times the formulators would say, okay, we added a little bit of sodium benzoate or, okay, we actually need to have a little, little bit of potassium sorbate or like, no, no, no. You know, and these are products, these are ingredients that you can find in most non-toxic products. But my aunt Marilee, I mean, her standard, she wanted a unicorn. <laughs> at some point, I looked at her and Kelly and I thought, we can't do this. Our standards are too high. We cannot create a formula and not have some of these ingredients in it. But we kept pressing on. And sure enough, um, we were able to use chamomile as the preservative agent in, um, in our product. And that, I think, is what really sets us apart in terms of safety. 
So you really can just drink it. Yes, you can. <laughs> it's chamomile. It's like no, tea. Can't. No, I'm not going to be re- recorded saying that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Nobody drink this stuff. But yes. I mean, it's kind of tongue in cheek. Right when I open up the box, I'm like, okay, I'm just going to open up the concentrate and take a chug of it because <laughs> this stuff's got to be that I'm, clean. I'm not right? going to lie. Over the years, we've definitely had our fair share of concentrate and I seem to be kicking just fine. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. But one thing that I wanted to ask, because a lot of people will say about certain products, what they'll say on it is they'll say all natural. And I appreciate that you take the non-toxic approach because there are things that we can find out in nature that don't react too well to our skin or our bodies. And I think sometimes companies will put it out that it's all natural, but in reality, it still uses some things that our body might not react well to. Exactly. Yeah, no, all natural. You know, what I tell people is just we can't really trust anything until we turn the bottle around and we look at the ingredient list. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, um, the cleaning industry does not require an ingredient list, which just makes my blood boil kind of (laughs) because I'm like, look, we're using this all around our house. We're inhaling it. We're having our kids crawl on it. And, you know, but um, we do we follow the the, um, you know, personal care product standards. And we actually do list our, all of our ingredients in order of concentration. But um, what I do, we do tell people in educating on how to toss the toxins, um, we of course have to know, well, how can we even identify if something is toxic? So uh, within cleaning products, we tell people if there is a caution, warning, or danger anywhere on the bottle, those are not just kind of fun words that the you know manufacturer decided to put on. Um, they actually are legal terms and they are required if the product does contain, in fact, contain some certain ingredients that we would call toxic. So mm-hmm. if there's a caution, warning or danger, you can pretty much be certain that those products do not belong inside the home. And not only do they not belong, but they're just not necessary. I mean, you can still effectively remove germs and, um, you know, viral residues or in all the things um, with, without the use of these products. I mean, this is amazing. And, and beyond just like looking at a label or seeing something that, oh, it looks healthy, whatever, but to know your story as to where you came from and trust that if, okay, if this person who's come all the way from having severe PCOS to not having it at all and being super conscious of the way that you live, if this person can put this in their room, their house, then I know, then I trust that I can put this in my house. Like that, that's yes. a different level of, of trust with a company. It's amazing. No, it's so true. And I mean, that's that's really where our story came from originally as, as Marilee's son was 10 years old and he he was exposed to uh, chlordane, which is a now banned pesticide. And he was deemed a bubble boy that would never recover. And she basically looked at the doctor and said, I'm glad you're not God because <laughs> basically watch me roar. <laughs> and she spent the next seven years. She would never say that because she's way too kind and modest. But um, she spent the next seven years essentially removing things from his diet and his environment that she found were triggering him. And by triggering, if, if he was exposed to a certain chemical, literally his neck within minutes would fill up with these little BB balls, like his lymph nodes would actually grow like right there in front of you. Um, And he uh, essentially reversed through the autism spectrum. He went from exhibiting signs of extreme autism to extreme ADHD, ADD. And he then, you know, he's now 40 years old. He has three kids. He was actually the first homeschooled child to ever be accepted into the Naval Academy. He fully recovered. 
Um, so he was the canary in the coal mine and he is really um, the, we kind of call it the Douglas standard um, because Merrily just refuses to budge on standards. And so I have always thought, well, if Douglas can be around this product and if Douglas is the one that's, that's creating these standards and he fully recovered and did something that the doctors never thought possible, um, then, you know, that really inspired us to really keep our standards high. That's so cool. And that's just another layer of understanding as to where this mentality comes from. And kind of like you said, with your story, with Douglas's story, two stories that it's like, if you look at the beginning and then the end result, the doctors are wowed. And and they're like, how did this happen? You need to go in textbooks because we don't even know how to do this in medicine. And just to be able to to say that there were two cases like that that came from the same principle of thinking of just removing the toxins, getting out of your body's way, letting your body heal how it knows to when you give it the right tools, that that is so incredible. I know that I believe we have a code. If people use code OPTIMAL, go grab a starter kit from the Branch Basics. It's amazing. It replaces the cleaner for your laundry, for your kitchen, bathroom, everything. <laughs> Try them out. You will not be disappointed. Where else can people find out more about Branch Basics, more about you? Yeah, just go straight to branchbasics.com. And then um, our Instagram, which we're super active on, you'll just figure out all the different little health tips that Kelly and I do throughout the week and in our lives. And Merrily gives great advice and wisdom on there as well. Um, and then our newsletters, which people have really, really enjoyed. Like, for instance, just before this call, I was editing... Um, a newsletter that's going out tomorrow on everything that a, an expectant parent needs to know. So all about natural pregnancy and birth. And so, yeah, we're way beyond cleaning and we just love sharing information that has personally transformed our lives. Wow. That is incredible. I'm going to get on the newsletter. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that sounds amazing. It. That makes me so happy. Hey, not an expecting mother yet. <laughs> but but <laughs> it's always good. It's always good. Preconception, it can be a six year long period. It's okay. <laughs> Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This has been absolutely incredible to hear your journey, to hear what you've created for all of us as, because of your journey. It's just, it speaks volumes to the company that you guys have created. So thank you for doing the work and continuing to learn and, and putting out good information and help and resources for everyone. Oh, absolutely. I truly, I'm not just saying this, I'm so honored to be here and just super excited to be able to tap into this audience and share my story. So hopefully some of what I've shared has been helpful. And there we have it, yet another amazing guest on the Optimal Body Podcast. So now what we ask of you, if you loved any bit of that or resonated with it, go share it out, share it with a friend, share it on your social media, because you know there are more people out there that would resonate with it just the same. Also, subscribe, rate, review on your favorite podcast app so we know what you want to learn or other guests that you think we should bring on for you in the future. Keep tuning in to find your optimal body.